Jim Dobree. It's Big Jim Will. That's <laughs> your mush. <laughs> You're already deeper than me on it. Uh, it's Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. Welcome to the one and only Heavy Hole Podcast. My co-host, Sherelle Granham. Welcome back. What up? Straight out of Warsaw. How you doing? Oh, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Um, yeah, straight out of straight out of uh, Greenpoint, straight out of Brooklyn, yeah. man. Straight out of the yep. straight out of the deli over there. Um, a couple of blocks down from St. Vitus, too, over there. Um, now I'm now I'm getting I'm 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 a little bit up to my neck, man. I'm not I don't know the geography as well, but um, you do, Terrell. Speaking of geography, man, what's what's the lay of the land? How you been lately, man? That's, oh, speaking of geography. So if you guys know Jersey at all, my town, uh, Little Falls, has been flooded for like from a, a storm from the last couple of weeks ago, and then the snow, and then another storm. Thankfully, my house, I have no flood damage. I like I nerded out and made sure to get a house that was wasn't in the flood zone. You have but a, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. You have a pond across the street from your house. Oh ironic. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ironic. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't overflow, but you can kind of tell the flow of the river just based off of the little waterfall we have in there. Mm. Um, you know, time to drought it's dried up, and now it's been just rushing like crazy. Our, our river runs through it. Yeah. Oh, sick, <laughs> dude. I'm sorry. All of our lives are of agony, bro. Not. Oh wait, wait, wrong band. Wait, that's River Runs Red. A River Runs Through It. I think is an old movie from the <laughs> '90s. I'm dating myself. I think. It, I think it's a movie my mother took my grandmother to see in the early '90s. It's a very I don't know, man. Um, I'm killing the vibes, though, man. Uh, and I'm not to make light of your tragedy out there, man. Nah, yeah, no I, tragedy for me, bro. I'm yeah. I'm thankful, but we have the uh, Passaic River that runs around here, and I think it crested at uh, 9.3 feet Oof. above like its normal level. So if you're in a low-lying area, you know. But these areas get flooded a lot, so it's kind of like you know. I'm thankful. I no no damage to me, and I, I'm getting around town fine. It's no joke, Rick. Rick, uh, our uh, um, bandmate and friend uh, in Buckshot Facelift and Reeking Aura, Rick Habib of Grace Guys Fallen, has told the story many times of how he lost uh, not just a car but a priceless record collection in the uh, what was that Hurricane Sandy probably back in the day. Yeah, um, that was that was right after we met and yeah. practiced for the first time for Buckshot. Oh my God! It was like Terrible. a couple weeks after. What that. kind of car did he have? He would he would tell us if he was here. It was a it was like a Camaro, or like a it wasn't a Charger, but it was like a one of those. Yeah, yeah. The Camaro might be. I we, we got to ask him. We'll we'll have him refresh that story sometime, man. Yeah, I, we did get a little bit of snow. Uh, you know, we got a, we got a little hint, got a little tease of snow. You know, a little little masking of snow didn't really shut anything down. Dusting, you know, yeah, it was nice. I listened to Immortal a few times. I listened to <laughs> listened to two Immortal albums, um, uh, Sons of Northern Darkness, and At the Heart of Winter. Listened to uh, both Vintage Abat era writing era album, Demonize on the lyrics. I like how they, I, I like how they have a you know we all know the story. The guy had a proud problem where he couldn't play guitar anymore for for many years, and but I guess there was a, there was those eras where Demonize was just credited as the vo- the lyricist, and he was like the <laughs> but he was like the world crafter. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, was yeah. I was an interesting. I I've often. In the right situation, I would I would have somebody write the lyrics for me in a band and just have them be that like the the scribe of the band. You know, it's an interesting idea. You know, yeah, it'd be like some uh, Natter Sidecker or something. 
Uh, this guy just has this whole lore thing, and he's like, "Well, I don't know about all that, man. Don't don't let my <laughs> don't let my bank hear you right now, man. I'm not <laughs> not going nuts like that. Um, I would like to. We, <laughs> eh, we let, let me not go there. Um, we had we did have a Nader Sadek uh, story once or twice on the podcast. If you go back and listen to people we've interviewed who've who've worked with him, there are one there are one or two people interesting. Uh, stories. I w- I think I would interview him. I would get his 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 side of his side of the deal. His take. His take. His side of the deal. <laughs> his side of the deal. Um. Yeah, but this weather's been a little nuts, man. I see. There's a lot of big trees coming down. The 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 this like penetrating cold just fucking locks them up at night, and then a little bit of ice, and they come, and then that wind, punishing wind. Um, just like the perfect recipe for trees down all over the place, right in the middle of power lines. It's kind of, kind of crazy, man. Yeah, that's the enemy. He's always wind when it comes to outages. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been looking into ways. Um, I got you know we I got the old chainsaw. Um, official exhumed merch from back in the day came free with a set with a seven inch back in the day from Relapse Records. I got a, an actual. No, I'm I'm. Wait, is it DeWalt or just? I'm just asking. It's um. Maybe. Actually, I gotta look. It's, it was my dad's. It's in the basement. It hasn't been used in a year or two. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, grease it up and get it ready. Um. That, but I, I gotta dig that out and um, chop up some of these logs for firewood. But there's gonna be. I've been looking into this thing that you do for gardening. It's called Hugel culture. It's like a German word. I probably mispronounced it. Right. It looks like you buried two or three bodies in your lawn and let and let plants grow over it. It's pretty. It's well, yeah. It's pretty sick. You base like it's like you bury logs and layers of uh, compost and mulch and 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 soil to like the, like you have a big like a huge like like a you can make it as tall as you want. You can have like a four foot speed bump kind of in your lawn. And then you, there's certain things you might want to plant at the top, certain things you want to plant along. Then, you know, you could, you know, different times of year, you put different things, different places, you get funny with it. There's a whole thing to it. So I want to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's going to look like, like dead bodies on the front lawn. Yeah, it's some sort of old school German uh, uh, way of gardening, some sort of way, hill culture. Some, I've been read, reading up on it. And um, I think I'm going to do it with some of these these logs and these trees that have been coming down all over the place, man. It's treacherous out here, man. It's nuts. I'll let it's you know how it works out, yeah. man. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I think that's really cool, man. And you're just leaning into the agricultural death metal. Yeah. I, you're honing the craft. I, I, You know, well, that's the thing, man. We are going into the studio with Reeking Aura. We're going to tell you a little bit more about all that later, man. And, you know, we covered a lot of ground. I'm going to go into a little bit more... Or another old school German uh, thing, a piece of German culture later when we recommend some sick uh, um, death metal. Um, we talked about, uh, we were in Norway talking about Immortal for a second. We were talking about the winter raid here at Huntington Station. I'm taking you all over the world today. That includes going right into Poland tonight to actually talk to the band Toughness.
Check, check. This is Big Will from the Heavy Hole Podcast, and I'm here with the entire band, Toughness, from Poland. That would be uh, Bart, Lucas, Zimowit, and Matchek. Welcome, uh, guys. Thank you for making the time. Hello. Hi. Hi, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having us. Hey. Of course, man. And um, I, I'm here. Um, I just want to shout out quickly Death Metal Promotion, uh, whose YouTube channel was where I first became aware of the band and your album, uh, The Prophetic Dawn on Gods of War Productions. And they also did an interview with you guys recently. So that I got to count that as uh, uh, re research and reference. But um, I'm going to go round table like I warned you guys uh, and, and just start off and ask each of you guys a little bit about your background. So, uh, Bart, starting with you. Are you from a musical family? Are there musicians older than yourself in your family? And was there anyone that guided you into heavy music growing up? Uh, yes, uh, my father listens to death metal music, mainly all the genres of metal music. And he introduced myself to this style. And then I started listening from for example, Metallica, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slayer, and then I, I wanted to go into more extreme uh, dimensions of this. Then I am now at the this the most brutal and technical subgenres of death metal. In in short. Okay, what what does your dad think of toughness? He he very loves loves it, and my mother also. Even uh, if she doesn't listen to this type of music, uh, they, they are they are supporting me in every moment. They really like uh, this style of music and arrangements, com uh, compositions. I can um, I can share my feelings, visions, and uh, point of my view of every life with this music. Okay, and um, at what age do you first pick up a guitar? Is guitar your first instrument? Uh, yes, I think it's my the first instrument I ever played. It was when I about thirteen years, thirteen, thirteen or twelve. I, I didn't remember, but uh, you know, I met uh, at school uh, as a as a kid. Okay, so did they have a? Would you say that they have a comprehensive music program where you went to school as a kid? Uh, not exactly, because there are mostly music theory, and I wanted to do it by myself, and I went to the special school of music. But uh, Mostly, I learned a lot of uh, by myself in my house and with practicing uh, with with guys. Okay. Does does this band now? I I know um, you were in a band uh, called Conveyor uh, with some people that that were in, in toughness at at one point and and um, mm -hmm. uh, did 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 the majority of you guys go back to like teenagers? Do you guys know each other from teenagers and um, primary school that sort of thing? Uh, this was a different history because uh, we are know each other from uh, Facebook mostly or Instagram. Maybe Jemovit will correct me. And uh, we just 
we we were messaging uh, on Messenger and talking about this music stuff and what direction want, we want to go. Uh, then what else? Uh, we've, we've started uh, practicing in our rehearsal room. Uh, we saw that uh, this was very uh, good stuff and music direction. Then we wanted to do our own, own songs. And next process was to release uh, an album and our our music. And the conveyor history was uh, a different story because I was uh, I was uh, doing doing it with my ex ex drummer for for this moment. And we 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 don't want to do a only rehearsal, and we wanted to. Uh, just record uh, an album with progressive uh, view of death metal in type of, for example, a face singing, but uh, more strange, uh, strange style as a meshuga or I don't know, maybe some kind of thrash metal. Then we recorded it and uh, we started to play a concert as a duo. Then we find a Jimovit. Next, next we changed the name to the more brutal and uh, abstract sounds. Then we've got a toughness. And uh, the next, uh, we wanted to wanted to have a bigger lineup. So uh, we we found uh, Lucas on the guitar. And when we when we part ways when we parted ways with our ex drummer. Uh, we found uh, Machi as a drummer. In general, we are here. <laughs> okay, man. And um, uh, uh, before we get too far ahead, I want to give the other members of the band the same opportunity. Um, Lucas, uh, uh, if you guys could just uh, give me um, a few minutes to go along here. Lucas, same question. Are you from a musical family, musicians older than yourself in your family, and anyone who got you into heavy music along the way? Yeah, so uh, they, there were no musicians in my family. I always just listened to rock music, the heavier side of music. And for me, it was like Iron Maiden, Nirvana in in primary school. And then with time, I got into some heavier stuff, heavier for me. So it was Metallica and Slayer. So it was, uh, it was a great discovery for me. And... Um, Later, I discovered that my father used to listen to a lot of metal. He was actually, I would call him a metal nerd back in the 90s. He released a zine and uh, really followed and messaged all these old school bands. And um, I, I just, um, he just told me this like a couple of years ago when I was already big into metal. So it was a surprise for me. And yeah, um, I started to learn guitar by myself um, just because I liked the images of, uh, of all those guitar players from death metal bands and uh, thrash metal bands. And yeah, just like Bart, I gradually listened to heavier music up to up to this this moment. Now listening to death metal and and these heavier gems. I'm I'm sorry. That's an, an interesting story. Your dad was a metal nerd in the '90s yeah. who published a zine, but yeah. I guess while he was raising you, uh, he 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 didn't have any signs of being a metalhead. He he gave it up to be a family man. 
Yeah, exactly. Like um, he shaved his hair, and uh, I didn't know he was big into metal back back uh, in the nineties. And he messaged a lot of bands, like black metal bands, but he was more into like black metal and symphonic metal or gothic metal, uh, not not so big into death metal. But still, uh, I was surprised to to find this out. And yeah, he had long hair and communicated with some of the uh, great Polish bands like Vader and Imperator. So yeah. And then you get into metal independent of your father's influence and he's so it's my it's almost in the genetics then at that point that's crazy yeah exactly funny, it's man. like deeper than than just communication and what does your father think of toughness uh, he likes it he thinks it's it's very cool because he always criticized me listening to all this grind music grind to death like terrorizer or carcass he thought it was uh, too primitive and he didn't like it too much but uh, when he heard toughness he he said that there is a lot of uh, great things that are not too obvious and uh, primitive in this music. So I think he likes it quite a bit. Okay, that's that's interesting, man. Um, uh, and then uh, shifting gears quickly, um, uh, Matchek, same uh, line of question. Are you from a musical family, musicians older than yourself, or anyone that steered you into heavy music growing up? Not really, uh naturally i am from a musical family uh, because uh, no one was really interested uh, in playing music uh, and even heavier music uh, like uh, my dad who was only listening to stuff like uh, the offspring the cranberries maybe metallica and from time to time some iron maiden but the the extreme stuff i had to discover on my own uh, and, and with the uh, I was playing drums. Uh, I also I am self-taught. I started playing the playing the drums because I was really just amazed at my favorite drummers, such as Gene Hoagland, Mario Duplantier, Joey Jordison, Dave Lombardo, etc., etc. And I just really picked up the sticks and started learning things on my own. All right, fair enough, man. And did you? Um play in any bands that wrote original music and performed live prior to joining Toughness? Uh, well, uh, I I kind of formed a band with my buddies, uh, but it didn't really work out. We, just, we were just jamming in a garage. That's really what we did. We did wrote some songs, uh, but we didn't take it any further than the garage. Okay, man. Fair enough. And you guys, you guys are all all, all from. Um, help help me pronounce the city you're from. Is it um, Pulawi? Pulawi. It's Pulawi. Pulawi. Okay. All right. Again, Pulau. the, the Pulau. Long Island accent, man. The the re- yeah, Pulawi. Yeah, no all right. It's it's hard. So all but all members of the band are from Pulawi. Uh, not exactly. I, I am only from Pulawi. Mache is from. Uh, uh, it's called Riki. Ricky, uh, Lucas is from Lublin, and Jemovit is well, is from Łódź. Uh, okay, yeah, but I, I I live in Warsaw, so yes, exactly. It's a little bit closer. 
Okay. Um, I want to ask you guys a little bit about uh, the logistics of traveling for rehearsals and shows and that sort of thing, because I'm obviously not familiar with Poland. But before that, I obviously want to give Zimowit the same opportunity to describe your background. Are you from a musical family or any musicians older than yourself or anyone who steered you into heavy music growing up? Yeah, right. Um, well, I have uh, sort of a similar story to Bart and Lucas because uh, my father used to play bass and he used to be, well, kind of into uh, the punk scene in Poland in the 80s. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into too much uh, historical background because like the, 80, uh, the 80s in Poland, it was just a, a wild time, right? Because in... 89 and uh, the communist regime uh, got well got sacked from poland so in the 80s people were like really revolting against it and it was reflected in the music uh so yeah my dad used to be into punk and he played bass but um well throughout my childhood um he didn't really do any musical stuff. I, I know that he, he had to sell his bass guitar a long time ago. And when I picked up uh, a bass, he was like, hmm, well, maybe that's that's something I could return to. And he bought himself a bass too. Hmm. So, well, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a charming family story, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it, it, well, it is interesting. Um, you know, I don't always hear that interviewing people on the podcast that there's some sort of uh, generational, you know, uh, link uh, in the family. So, and and I, I'll ask you now: What does your father think about toughness? Well, he's supportive. I mean, uh, I have never heard a, a bad word from him or any other member of my family about uh, the music that we do, uh, and I'm very grateful for, for that because, you know, they they have given me a lot of opportunities and uh, they even supported me along the journey to keep uh, making music and well, whatever it is, they accept it. Fair enough, man. Um, That's good to hear. And like I said, I want to ask you guys now that I got a little bit of your backgrounds, What's it like um, for the four of you guys that I'm speaking to 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 get uh, a rehearsal in person going uh, and and to meet up? Given that you live in, you know, I, I'm trying to get at how far away some of you might live and what the commute be like if you live in different areas. Because I'm not from Poland. So well, okay. Uh, I mean, I I, I can I, I can talk about that because. Uh, uh, I I think I lived uh, the furthest from like our yes, the rehearsal the, spot. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Most, uh, kilometers um, from us. It's like I don't know uh, an hour, an hour and a half by train, uh, one way. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's it's pretty convenient because uh, the the rail roads in in Poland are they're all right. You know, you you can get from point A to point B in uh, a good amount of time. Um, well, we used to have a, a rehearsal a rehearsal room in, in Puave, but, well, things changed because um, with, with, with the lineup changes, we kind of decided to just 
swap places. We we've played in Warsaw for a short while. Uh, now we're playing uh, at Maciek's place because that's where his drums are, and it's like most convenient. Uh, but yeah, to get like everybody on the rehearsal, it's it takes some planning. Like we need to arrange the trains because like you know, um, let me show. Uh, it's not it's not gonna be visible right because we're only recording the audio but um let's just say that Puave, Warsaw and Lublin they're like um they're on different sides of of Pulava. Uh so I come in from one side and Lucas has to come in from the other side and yeah it takes a bit of planning then we all drive a yes, car to, to much place and the, exactly if I pick up Jemovit uh, and Lucas and we uh, we we go to the Mache place to to rehearsal and general stuff. Okay, man, and um, I want to get in. You guys have performed a lot of great shows in Poland. Have you ever performed outside of Poland? For now, no. But we want wanted to do it in the future. But for this moment, we only play to in Poland. Okay. How and uh, again, you know, I I've never been to Europe. None of my um, no band I was in has ever been to Europe. Uh, how? What are the what are the difficulties of traveling to other countries as a band? Um, maybe in terms of customs, transporting merchandise, transporting gear, getting booked in foreign scenes. I don't know. Uh, it's a hard question because we have never traveling abroad. And but I I can I can say, say that uh, maybe the travels with a lot of instruments, mainly drums, uh, to reduce the cost. Maybe uh, driving into one car, not for example two. Uh, what else? General cost because you know in Poland every everything is much higher. Everything is very expensive, even simple food. Uh, what else? Mm, maybe to uh, to guard your merchandise because you know there's a lot of this stuff: t-shirts, CDs, tapes, uh, vinyls. You know, and I think uh, from my from my point of view. This is the the most difficulties difficulties of the traveling. Uh, yeah, you've uh, you've asked about customs. So here is a fun fact about the European Union, because as as long as you're traveling like within the bounds of the European Union, you don't really have to worry about customs, because like you know you're not really purchasing anything. You're only selling stuff. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some regulations for like professional merchants or shops, but uh, for musicians, I don't really think that is the case. Um, but if if we were carrying along like a whole trailer of merch, yeah, maybe we would have to worry about that. But for now, we're just fine with a big box or two. Of yeah, it's just the one stuff. box. <laughs> but mainly. Yeah, it's 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 the costs, and every single trip abroad, uh, it carries a financial risk because um, you have to be at least sure that you're 
not going to take a, a dramatic loss, right? Um, and you can't really predict uh, whether the tickets are going to sell all right, whether the merch is going to you know, be selling fine. There are lots of variables. So this is why we, um, well, we, we would like to play abroad, but uh, it's pretty risky if we were to venture like to Germany or any other country on our own without uh, some sort of help from uh, this country. Like, yeah, pretty much that. Yes, and we've got a proposal in Czech Republic to play at the festival. It's called uh, Symbolic Fest. But, uh, you know, these are only, um, only costs for the band is to traveling, but the organi organization uh, only take you, give you a cost of traveling and, and that's all. And, you know, it's not that the style that uh, it's okay from bands from Poland and, uh, we don't give a sleep sleeping room something. Okay, I I just ask just to try to get a sense of what you guys are up against, um, and what 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 challenges that might be for a young band like yourselves. But um, let's get let's get down to business really with toughness. Uh, I mentioned before your 2022 album, The Prophetic Dawn, on Gods of War Productions. Uh, it was recorded, mixed, and mastered um, at, uh, help me again with the pronunciation, is it uh, Vesola 24 Studio? Yes, it's Vesola 24 Studio. Vesola 24 Studio uh, yes. by, by Lucas uh, Susco, as we would say in New York. Um, tell me a little bit about that studio and about Lucas Susco. Is that somebody who works a lot in the metal scene with a lot of bands in your area? Uh, is that is that someone you were acquainted with prior? How did you come to choose this studio? That sort of thing. Uh, yes, uh, this uh, guy's guy is also doing a lot of uh, music in every uh, with uh, from the every genre. I think maybe not every, but mostly from rock, metal, uh, I don't know, jazz, blues. Uh, this guy uh, has uh, recordings of mostly heavy metal music, trash metal. If we talk about uh, this more heavy, heavier music, uh, so I know only that some of the bands like Davos they recorded here uh, drums. And we, as a toughness, this is the first uh, record from the studio of uh, death metal style. And what I can say also, um, we are satisfied at this moment in 2022. Um, this is quite familiar studio as a rehearsal room. There's a lot of space. Uh, instruments are good and professional. And, but mostly um, we wanted to do an extra recording different studio because uh, you know we we want we want to um, record new music in more oriented studio uh, into into strictly strictly death metal but not all the genres and uh, with guy who knows for example 
uh, more potential damage uh, and immolation stuff because this guy didn't know didn't know this. But yeah, we we are satisfied from the strikers. That that's a little ironic because I believe the story behind uh, Demolich's Nespith, which is obviously um, an, an album I believe that you, that you guys would regard. Uh, I think it was a similar situation that that it was a producer and a studio that wasn't as familiar with recording death metal, and that's why it has that kind of very original sound. Um, your mm-hmm. album has a very original sound all to its own as well, maybe for that reason, you know. Yes, it was really randomly this, this creation of the sound. Uh, we wanted to do a mix of uh, Nesfit, as you mentioned, but uh, also we wanted to add um, extra our own identity to not copying of Demilich. And then we've got a result of uh, what we have got. Yeah, um, and I, I know you guys have credited Demolich and Adramalek um, and, and Convulse as influences in your um, on Bandcamp and, and, and in social media. Uh, I wanted to ask you this question, and I'll give an example from my life. I'm from New York, so I've always, growing up for years now, I've always felt a lot of respect and kind of hometown pride for suffocation. Right, they're they're from practically my my neighborhood almost here on Long Island, my backyard almost, uh, and internal bleeding in those bands. Um, are there any bands from Poland or from your region of Poland that me or the listeners might not be thinking of that you guys feel that way about? Are there any Polish bands that really play a, a big part in your life that um, that maybe you know we aren't on our minds all the time? Hmm. I need to think. But maybe the guys know the answer. Yeah, so of course, uh, in Poland, we have this huge death metal band that uh, probably uh, most people are familiar with, so Vader. And it's it's a great band, of course. But uh, more locally, uh, I think that from Lubin, uh, a quite underrated band is uh, Davos. And um, this is a technical death metal band that is... Um, that has uh, recorded um, their first album in uh, the year 2000. And they've played since the late 90s. And I think they, they've made actually a big impact on the local scene in Lublin because there is uh, not really not a lot of bands playing this, this style of metal in here. And yeah, I think that they're still playing and um, recording a new album currently. So. If if you are not familiar with Davos, I think it's it's worth checking out. I think they're uh, great musicians and they're playing in the style of like suffocation sometimes, sometimes more angel. I think it's it's a great band and one of the only uh, death metal active death metal bands from Lublin. Uh, I'm sorry, could you could you spell the band name for me? So it's D E I V O S. Okay, I'm looking them up right now. I'm going to write that down. Davos from Poland. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the type of answer I wanted to get, just to get a little shine on. Yeah, you know, I, we love and respect Vader. Uh, in the United States, obviously, we've had a lot of opportunities to, to see Vader live, and they've they've toured a lot. But, um, yeah, I was looking for maybe those kind of more uh, deeper cut bands. I don't know if uh, any of the other guys want to, want to take a swing at that question. I have an idea, if I can. Uh 
we can mention obviously Behemoth, uh, decapitated um, from the this one with that are split up. I can mention a uh, yattering. It's a brutal yattering. technical death metal yeah. in the type of I think of suffocation uh, malignancy from USA also. Yes. Uh, yeah. And what else? And and that's that's all from, from me for now. Oh, we could give a, a shout out to our friends from the band Species. Uh, seeing them live was an experience, honestly. They're doing really good stuff. Uh, some prog death kind of sound. Um, yeah, I've, I had something in... Uh, it's on, on, the, on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember the name. Uh, maybe it's, it's going to come back to me later. Okay. Um, and anyone else, uh, anyone else have anything to add or we'll move on? Yeah, I think that's, uh, summing it up, uh, Fair enough. also, if you want to hear some more uh, Poland, uh, Polish underground bands, it's, it's great to look into our label, Gods of War Productions, because there are some great death metal bands, uh, that are released in this, in this label, like, uh, Abomination, Abominated, or maybe Sacrifuck right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great place uh, to look for. Polish death metal bands, I think. Yes, yeah, these it, are also stillborn. Uh, what else? Dam damnable. Um, and anima dam damnata. If I can, if I talk to it properly. And yes, Lucas is right in this case. Okay. And clairvoyance. Uh, yeah, that's the band I wanted to mention. Clairvoyance. Pretty heavy stuff. I'm just writing this down. Clairvoyance. Um, all right, interesting. That, yeah, that's just something I wanted to get out of you guys. Now, getting back to toughness, you mentioned um, that you are working on a new album. I don't know if you want to reveal, you know, anything about it, you know, yet on on this interview. But uh, tell tell us what you are willing to disclose about this new album um, in terms of writing, conceptually. Has playing live so many shows influenced the writing? Okay, so I will start from the new record. Uh, we've got for for this moment uh, five songs with uh, mostly of uh, arrangements. Uh, we can uh, we are pra 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 at this moment we are practicing uh, the the rest of this. Um, we've got. Uh, Ooh, okay. Is Bart there? Oh, He's back. there he is. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's okay. I, I don't know why. Just going to make a quick sound so my audio engineer can edit this. That's that's fine. It happens all the time. You can you can, you can can proceed if you want to um, just kind of continue where you left off. Okay. Uh, you hear me? Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, okay. So, uh, once again, uh, we, have, we have got uh, five songs. Uh, we are practicing with and other ones, we wanted to close it uh, with uh, eight or nine songs, we'll see. And uh, what I can say, it's uh, second part of the themes from the Prophetic Dawn. And, uh, but we, we've got, we will take uh, another new elements, like uh, more brutality, more uh, 
pro progressive uh, sounds and uh, else. I think the, this will this will be uh, more technical also stuff. Okay, man. I, I'd like to take a minute and ask you guys to, to each take a turn and go around. What sort of music do you listen to? Um, res I, res I want to say like respectfully, but but that's not metal because you guys are a very kind of technical, progressive-minded band. Uh, I don't want to just assume that you guys are all a bunch of 70s progressive jazz heads or something like that, but just whatever it is, man, just something maybe unexpected. I assume that you guys probably have a broader taste in music than, than metal, or maybe if not, then, then you know, you, you could say, I only listen to death metal. Fuck you, guy. So uh, it, it's up to you. Um, but each of you just take a turn, maybe, and if you want to just, like, expand on that idea of, of what you listen to besides metal, that might kind of funnel into the influence a little bit. Okay, maybe, maybe you guys. I mean, yeah, okay, it's it's it's, it's fine, um, because I've got lots of influences outside of metal. I mean, to be honest, I listen to metal like I don't know, ten percent of time, the time like right now, um, and I'm really big into progressive rock. I'm really big into jazz and fusion. Uh, Alan Holdsworth. He is honestly like a man from another planet. Well, he was because he's sadly not with us anymore. Uh, but his music lives on, and I mean, it's it's just incredible. Uh, something that, yeah, if this is gonna be weird. I mean, uh, I don't know if you're into Japanese fusion, but uh, the band, well, they say in Japan, Kashiopea. So it's Cassiopeia, I don't know, whatever. But the guys, uh, yeah, they did a really good job on capturing like this weird sense of uh, nostalgia for something that you have never experienced. You know, that, that kind of vibe of like driving down the, down the road or whatever. It's just very emotion evoking. Uh, but it's not brutal at all. It's like sometimes just silly, happy instrumental songs. Um, well, what, what else can I say? Other jazz stars, Coltrane, Miles Davis, Dave Holland. Yeah, I, I, I love complicated music, I guess. Um, I, that, I think that makes a lot of sense if people are familiar with the band uh, you you do you know t tastefully and and you know I'll just say this respectfully you do add a lot to uh, uh, the band that's not just a bass player following the riff you know what I mean obviously um, but it's done in a kind of a tasteful way um, uh, and anyone else want to take a stab at that yeah so I think for me it's um, the second thing I listen uh, of course I listen uh, the most to like death metal or um fresh metal sometimes but um recently i'm i'm listening uh, I, uh, again listening to some uh Alice in chains and all this rock grunge music old school um and sometimes i'm also listening to some killing joke and this type of bands also hi uh, uh, since uh, maybe high school i started to try to listen to rap and i think it sometimes works for me even so yeah, I think that uh, 
there's a broad spectrum of uh, the stuff I listen to that's not death metal. I, I, can, I cannot name all the things I listen to, but yeah, still, I like 90% of the times I'm listening to death or fresh metal. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you find yourself listening to Polish rappers um, or or rappers from the United States that are more popular? No, I think that's, um, in my opinion, we don't have like the best uh, rap scene in Poland. I, I don't generally listen to this, but uh, yeah, from America, it's uh, it's like my favorites are from America, like Tupac or uh, 50 Cent or this type of guys. So yeah. Okay, just out of curiosity, man. Um, and, and anybody else uh, uh, before we move on? Watch it. I think I can say something. Uh, well, apart from metal, heavy metal, death metal, whatever, uh, we have also rock, which I am pretty big fan of when I'm in the mood. Uh, so we have uh, some uh, cranberries, placebo, Guns N' Roses, uh, you know, basically everything that my dad listens to, I'm, I'm also cool with that. Uh, we got some, also the, the 80s uh, disco dance, things like Modern Talking, uh, Depeche Mode, it's, it's cool. Uh, maybe a little bit, a little bit of punk would be on my list uh, as well, such as, uh, well, all kinds of punk, just hardcore punk or even pop punk sometimes. Uh, a little bit of uh, rap would sometimes be what I want to listen to, but not anymore. When I was younger, I listened, listened to a lot of uh, that type of stuff. Uh, also, uh, post-punk, there is a, one band, the boys will probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's from Love it also, it's called Shikera. They only had one album and then uh, they broke up. And it's really a what is it, uh, essential in post punk. And this yeah, is, I think, yeah, also, Matic would relate. I think, uh, I'm also listening to some uh, old school like Polish rock from this era of communism also and the end of the communist uh, communist era in Poland. I think like um, Kult is uh, like one of the most, most important bands uh, in our country that has a lot of meaningful uh, lyrics um, regarding our country and uh, our society in Poland. So yeah, I think it's, it's worth mentioning that uh, it's a very important band in our, in our country. And, and what was the name of that band? Kult. So like cult, but in Polish. Could you with a K? Yeah, cult with a K. Cult with K U L T. K U L T. And Maciek, what was this? Uh, the post punk band that's from Pulawi that you were told. What was the name of that band? If you could spell that. It's called Shikera, and it's S I E K E A R A. I think I got it. Okay, just so people can look this stuff up who yes, are listening. Yes, and they've got one album called New Alexandria, but in Polish, uh, with a red cover. Huh. Uh, so uh, I can say, uh, I can separate this with the three groups because six, 60% is most uh, classic stuff, death metal, uh, fresh metal, for example, like Obituary, uh, Massacre, Early Death, uh, and autopsy. The second group is for 20, 
20% for more progressive technical stuff like uh, Mark Marcher from Canada. Um, what else? Gar Gargos also from Canada. Uh, Likafea Flame from Czech Republic. Demolich, mm. you know, this, uh, w w weirder stuff. And, and the rest of uh, these groups is for the non metal albums like uh, Post Punk, maybe uh, Gothic, like Type Negative. And, mentioned uh, Shakira from Huawei and uh, what else maybe typical maybe not sorry not typical but gothic rock like the cure it's, it's, I, I, I like this, this very much okay and my next question is for you Bart um uh, regarding the vocals uh, you, we, you know, we were talking before we recorded about vocals. Your style is a very kind of guttural, uh, um, like, like from a dungeon kind of, kind of, uh, uh, sound. I don't know if you want to give some insight into your technique. Uh, when you started doing death metal vocals, was this your first style that you were trying to accomplish or did you like take, like, like what, what was your journey into creating this vocal style? Um, and do you have any kind of warm-up techniques or anything like that that you do? Yeah, that's my history of the, doing these vocals are horrible generally because I started from the typical growl. Uh, you can hear it uh, on Conveyor and uh, an incarnated obstruction record. Uh, but I don't have uh, a good technique of doing this growl because my throat is like painful for everything of talking. Uh, then I decided to change a lot. And this was like, uh, I've discovered uh, Demolich one Nesbitt album. And I, I thought that maybe I should uh, do it in that way. So I stand it uh, in front of the microphone and trying to do my the lowest sounds that I can. And that's all of my technique because uh, I, I mostly I have a low voice, as you can hear. And uh, I have a lot of practice with it in this uh, simple way I talk. And uh, the most uh, important thing is to drink in the water between the between the tracks and, and I think uh, and I think that's all okay do, do you mind if I ask do you smoke no I I've no no smoking anything okay I just it, I'm just interested as a vocalist um uh, and some people are interested in that vocal style because it's not as it's a little bit more common nowadays but it's still not the most typical uh, death yes, metal vocal style. With smoking, my voice is much worse. I can't do this, the lowest sound. It's not in every case because, you know, most of the vocalists and or general musicians are smoking. But uh, in my case, I, I don't smoke any cigarettes. Um, in the mainly in the the more the more southern part of the united states a lot of the clubs and bars and venues still allow cigarette smoking indoors and i found that that can be a problem i mean i i will get through the set but it's very irritating for me as a vocalist um uh and when it's clogged with cigarette smoke did they did, does that occur in poland and have you ever encountered that 
I mean, no, not not really. Uh, safety regulations. I'm pretty sure they forbid smoking, except for areas yeah, that are designated for smoking. Place. But uh, I don't think I have ever seen a, a venue that is just smoked up from people's cigarettes. It's <laughs> mostly just uh, smoke machines. Wait, wait until you tour the United States and go go down south. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean. I would love to experience that. Yeah, maybe yeah. after the first time, I wouldn't be so keen on that anymore. But we'll I, see. Hey, man, I love all. Of, I love all of my um uh, my friends down south uh, and the people I see when I go out on tour. Man, respectfully, man, it's just part of the the, the culture. Um, so but moving on, man. Uh, so you guys, you know, you talked a little bit about this new album coming out. I want to get into these shows you played because you guys played some. Uh, support for a lot of very prestigious bands in a short amount of time. I made a short list here, and I might have even left one or two off, but you guys did play support for Massacre, Pro Fanatica, Left to Die, uh, which is a like kind of an official death tribute with, with people who performed uh, some of that music, uh, Demolich, and Convulse. Uh, that's, that's the list I got here. Can you guys maybe just expand on um, the live scene in, in Poland? Did you have to travel very far for any of those shows? Uh, and, and, you know, we'll just kind of take it from there. Uh, yes, we have traveled a lot of kilometers, but maybe not so much if you travel to the different country. Uh, but we um, played with most of these names at, in Warsaw. Uh, the massacre show was uh, at Krakow. And yeah, I think uh, I think that that's, that's not enough for, for, for us, but we are very proud of playing with this name because uh, this this were uh, one of the mo one of the most unique uh, shows in our life i think i noticed that you guys played with pro fanatica is the black metal and the death metal scenes kind of separate in poland in your region or have things moved on past that and and people are more together uh, no, because you know this is the small general group. It's not like a mainstream music. Like I don't know what is listenable uh, from Spotify from non-metal genres, but we we can expect maybe I don't know trap or hip hop. Uh, in metal, you have uh, generally one group because Black and Death is are very similar and there's a lot of similar fans between these groups oh i my i have a slightly different opinion on on that one uh like people who are into black metal they rarely like uh i don't know a fairly small percentage of of them get into death metal and it seems like they're very similar, but I mean, to me, I I hear a very significant difference. And the reason we uh, we play shows with uh, black metal bands or like bands from like lots of different subgenres play together, it's uh, purely well financial. 
uh, and also organizing stuff is it's it's just easier that way you know if it's really difficult to get five strictly death metal bands to play a show together yeah in poland we don't have a lot of death metal bands actually if you if you talk about the current death metal bands and that are, that are still playing shows but uh black metal like we have a lot of black metal bands uh, i would argue that uh, like way more than death metal bands so um it's not that hard to find a black metal band to to play with us or, or to play on on a, on a certain show so uh, i think that yeah there is a much larger uh, group to choose from if you if you need a band it is probably going to be a black metal band rather than a death metal band Yes, and, the, and this uh, more detailed uh, description by boys, uh, they are right also, um, because I mean, uh, a lot of uh, people at the show, they not so much care about even if it's black metal or death metal, but uh, black metal is uh, dominated by our, at our stage. and. It, it really depends of the audience because uh, you know every every people every person wanted to do something different in this style and uh, this more progressive and technical that metal is not so much popular in our country and uh, they are more associated to the black metal with simpler riffs and uh, harsh vocals and you know uh, one beat from for for one song and that's and that's that's i think okay man um i appreciate you guys kind of expanding on that for me and uh you guys have been very generous with your time today um going forward we're obviously going to be keeping our eyes on your social media and hoping that you can play uh, like we said, in the United States and abroad in other countries in Europe and beyond, we're going to be watching for that album that you are going to be working on and recording. Um, but before I let you guys off the hook, like I warned you, I'm going to go around and ask you guys to each recommend one older and one more recent piece of music, whether it's metal or any other genre, a demo, an album, an EP, anything. Just uh, uh, two recommendations for me and the listeners, if you guys each take a turn. And then after that, I'll give you the opportunity to plug and promote anything else I may have failed to bring up. Okay, so uh, maybe not me, maybe Machi, maybe Lukas. Yeah, I can start it off. So for me, um, of course, um, for me, it's it's an old re record, but uh, it's uh, it's not that old. I think that. Um, um, it, it, for 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 some guys, it's it's maybe more recent, but uh, I would mention a, a more underground record that's not a, not as many people heard of. So for me, it's Denial, Catacombs of the Grotesque. It's a great band, great album uh, with an amazing production. I love the guitar tone and uh, the overall vibe of the album. And uh, if you want something more recent, like uh, recent years, couple of years. I would actually say that uh, a band that gets overlooked is Septage with their two EPs. So I would say Septic Decadence from uh, Copenhagen. I think uh, they're a great band with amazing abilities and composing uh, abilities and musical abilities. 
okay, I will go uh, next. Okay. So I uh, I don't have that much knowledge about the underground uh, the underground scene. So I'm gonna just say what I've been listening to uh, the, the the past few weeks or something, and uh, maybe most people have heard it, but. Uh, the older stuff I've been I've been getting a lot into gore grind recently, <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, that uh, it's a it's a popular band it's a Polish band it's called Dead Dead Infection. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic. So uh, if anyone somehow have never heard uh, of Dead Infection, I recommend uh, the two albums Surgical Disembowelment and the A Chapter of Accidents. Uh, and for the recent uh, recent recommendation, I'm gonna go with my favorite al- album released in uh, 2023. It's uh, it's the Dying Fetus album, uh, the, the Make Them Back for Death album. It's, uh, it's a really good piece of piece of death metal. All right, um, Matchek for the win. Bringing in uh, curious question just here, uh, Matchek, are you the youngest member of the band? Yes, I am. That might be uh, that might be a little bit shocking, uh, <laughs> but I will turn sixteen in four days. <laughs> All right, hey man. Um, I'm not sure if you'd be the youngest person I've had on the podcast. Uh, that could be possible, but um, regardless, man, uh, I don't hold that. I don't hold any of that against you. It's just it's funny that you would bring up dead infection. I'm a lifelong. Well, I'm 42 years old. I've been listening to dead infection since I was probably 14 or 15 years old. And um, I obviously I want to I want to finish this round, and I don't want to give uh, uh, um, I don't want to deprive uh, Zimawit of his opportunity to recommend music either. But quickly, I had to grab this real quick. I ordered this from uh, Sejin, rest in peace, the drummer of Dead Infection. Uh, yes. Start this, this, it's a Start Human Slaughter cassette. Um, many years ago, I was still in high school, um, and he he sent it to me personally with a letter. I have it packed away in a box here, man. But this is one of my prized possessions, and all all this bullshit you see behind me in this metal rack here, man. It's got a picture of those guys from back in the day and everything, man. And, and um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up since you brought that. And, and I've been looking for uh, a copy of Surgical Disembowelment on. Really, any format uh, that's that's cost effective to get shipped to me, because uh, most of them, most of the, the the cassette and vinyl copies you can find are in Europe, uh, and it would cost a lot to get shipped over here. That's been like a little thing, a mission I've been on on my little collector side thing. I don't have a, I used I used to have a copy of Surgical Disembowelment many years ago, and I don't know what happened to it, so I'm trying to reclaim that. But um, I feel you on the Dead Infection, man. One of my all time favorite bands. Rest in peace to uh, Siege and from Dead Infection. Um, if, if, uh, if any of you guys, I don't know if any of you guys want to touch on that or if we want to move, move ahead, man, take, take, take your, yeah, uh, I think I can also, I can say that in Poland, we have, uh, some remasters of the surgical disembowelment album, like in Mad Lion records, it's, uh, it's really good on CDs. And recently in recent years, um, Grindfather Productions, I think did, a uh, yeah, remaster on cassettes of their two albums. And I think they're, they look sick. Yeah. Grindfather Productions really, really releasing some some cool old school grind shit from the nineties. Yeah. Um, with the band, I would recommend also from Poland, like Square Bowls, of course, along with Dead Infection, one of the best. Uh, 
Yeah, you guys are speaking my language now. Um, gore grind is the international language. Uh, yeah, bands that are very close to my heart. Um, I didn't really want to, uh, uh, as um, as Lucas said before, I didn't want to be a, a, a metal nerd <laughs> because I, that's when it comes to Dead Infection and Squash Bowels and and some of those bands. Um, uh, that's where I, that's where I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, even going beyond Poland uh, to like regurgitate. And um, gut and uh, clotted symmetric se- that symmetric sexual organ that whole that whole generation that kind of morbid records generation of the '90s of gore grind hemorrhage from Spain um, that original class of gore grind from the '90s man I really geeked out on that in the '90s a lot uh, but but yes, um, uh, yeah I'm sorry did, did anyone else have something to say in that in that regard I wanted to add uh, one more history because I uh, saw them live at 2017. At the punk festival, and that was really cool show because you, they they played from the all all of the albums, uh, their stuff like surgical disembowelment, uh, chapter of uh, accident. You know, it's very strange to the punk music, but the people really enjoyed it. Mm. And uh, if you want to more songs like this type. Uh, you need to check the pathologies from Czech Republic, the two albums, because it's like that infection and carcass, but with vocals of the style of Denglich. So it's very interesting. Yeah, path, pathologist, a lot of their stuff in the last few years was recently reissued. Uh, I'm not going to keep digging in, in the closet yes. back here and, and pulling out all my, my merch. <laughs> He's going now, man. <laughs> This one record is pure greatness. <laughs> yes, yes, sir, man. All right, man. You guys want? Let me see where it's at, man. Let me do it to you. Give me a little joint. I got the. Uh, I actually. This- yeah, so so you know it. <laughs> This is the original joint from uh, Radiation Records with the yellow, the yellow thing on here, man. This is because I'm because you guys, I'm a metal nerd. You guys pulled me out. I revealed myself. I got this at Generation Records in New York City, used in the basement. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys know the band Miasmatic Necrosis from New York, a more recent gore grind band. Yeah, they're yeah, they're playing Warsaw. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, their bass player Dan Olivencia is an old friend of mine. We used to be in a band together, and um, I, I was with him when I got that man. The early two thousands, man. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, gore grind, man. Gotta love it, dude. So, uh, uh, if if we're ready to move on, I, I definitely want to give Zimowit an opportunity to recommend music as well. We kind of got on a gore grind tangent there. Yeah, it would be suitable for me to recommend some gore grind, but I'm not that much into it. Uh, so I'm gonna go against the trend here, <laughs> and uh, for for the new stuff, well, I'm gonna recommend uh, "Behold the Octopus" from New York, Interstellar Overtrove. Uh, it's their, I think it's their weirdest album so far because it's it, it's not even metal at all. It's like electronic stuff and weird improvisation, but it's it's so trippy. Uh, I love whatever Colin Marston comes up with. Uh, and for the older stuff, um, well, you know, let's let's go with King Crimson, but not the oldest, but uh, with Construction of Light 
from I think it's 99 or something like that. Okay. Uh, a lot of people they never got to listen to it because it's so much different from you know the 70s King Crimson and 80s. It's a lot closer to metal. I mean, frack and construction of light. They get into some industrial heavy stuff on these releases. So if you haven't heard it, uh, a big recommendation from me. Okay. Um, I, I like that, man. And yeah, Colin Marston, uh, great guy. I, I have obviously uh, had, had projects of mine produced and recorded by him many times, collaborated with him. Look forward to it again. Uh, he's been on the on the show in the past, just for the listeners, if the listeners want to go back and listen to previous episodes where Colin's been on. we got to get him in again this year. Uh, and Behold the Octopus, yeah, that, that's such a nutty album. Weird, it sounds like some sort of weird kind of conceptual sound soundscape. Uh, I don't know. But um, uh, thank you very much, guys, for all those recommendations and for giving me a little bit more insight into yourselves and into Toughness, the band. Do you have any, this episode will probably be going up a little bit later in January. Do you have any upcoming gigs you might want to promote or anything else people want to look out for? I know you just did a big merch drop with pins, t-shirts, and vinyl, right? Yes, and uh, there was no recommendations from me. I'm but... sorry, I got lost on the gore grind tangent, man. Uh, Bart, Bart, yeah, please take no take problem. it over. Take it over, buddy. Take uh, it over. So, I, so I'm also a metal nerd because I have a lot of uh, CDs. Uh, you can see this, but I can show. Like, like in this style. Uh, so, one second. Uh, I have a great CD from other stuff. It's very, very good album. It's with Capella Flame from Czech Republic, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a total great worship of uh, sounds like Cryptopsy, Nile, and uh, these uh, oriental themes. And from the newer, uh, I can mention, I can recommend you uh, new, new, new thing, uh, I think. Uh, it means, I, I mean, uh, foreign dose from 2023. It's called, uh, I think, Ontological Mysterium. A great uh, dose of frog death, and that's all from me. Uh, what what was that one? The the newer one? Uh, this new. Uh, I mean, uh, horror horror from USA. Who was it? H O R R E N. The horrendous. Horrendous. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize, man. Sorry, I, I don't uh, know this pronunciation. It, uh, it's also sometimes my ears. Horrendous. Great band. Um, one of my bands was was uh, fortunate enough to be in a supporting position when they played New York uh, earlier, uh, actually last year, almost a year ago. Man, horrendous. Such a great band. Really doing. Uh, a lot of different things, bucking trends, never really going with with the the uh, you know what everyone else is doing. I really love them, and the same could be said of your other recommendation, like Kathia Flame. That band just came out, and no one no one's ever really done what they did. You know, they just kind of stand alone in a lot of ways. Yes, absolute mind blowing records because this this drums, melodies, technique, vocals, and. The mixture of the stars, it, in theory, it won't be, it won't work. But you, as you, as you hear to this album, 
you are wrong. This opinion, like me, this earlier opinion, it's absolutely unique record. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, man, and and um. That's one I don't think that has really been reissued. I don't, that's one that's kind of difficult to find sometimes, too. Um, this age of reissuing records is probably going to pop up eventually if it hasn't. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but, um, guys, uh, like I said, you've been very generous with your time, and I appreciate it. I urge the listeners to follow you guys on social media. And like I was asking before I excluded Bart on the music question, is there anything else you want to plug or promote regarding toughness coming up? Uh, that I may have left out. I know, as I said, you just did a big merch drop with vinyl and T-shirts and pins, uh, and I don't know if you have any shows coming up that you want to talk about. Uh, so we can uh, set it uh, by separately from Jemovit, I think, and then Lucas, Maciej, and me. I mean, uh, well, we, we're mainly focusing on practicing stuff for for the record, um, and I don't believe we do have any shows up and coming until what April or March. Correct me if, if I'm it's wrong. February first. Oh, February. Okay, that's that's cool. So but it's yeah. uh, not so much, uh, you know, in a smaller city. Okay, well, you you can come see us uh, in February. <laughs> Maybe I am wrong. Okay. Yeah, we we are not planning that far, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to tell the listeners to follow you guys on social media, uh, familiarize themselves with the prophetic dawn, because soon enough you guys will be coming out with a brand new album. Uh, again, I thank you guys very much for your time. Any final messages for um, uh, uh, supporters and fans of Toughness and listeners of the Heavy Hole podcast? Uh, okay, so so I will start. Uh, it's firstly it's a huge pleasure to, to be here to, talking to to, to the, this podcast and it's really nice that uh, you invited us uh, so support the this music podcast because uh, it's really really great uh, uh, what has uh, supports uh, our on our social media band let us uh, uh, let uh, we, we need to record our new songs and new album uh, we can we wanted to share this music for a large scale uh, so as I mentioned support to the death, death metal uh, podcast uh, festivals and uh, and check the news from us. Keep supporting metal, death metal, well, whatever, all genres of metal. We are a big family. Uh, support Heavy Hole and well, other podcasts because you can find some bands you have never heard of and listen to them and, you know, uh, hear the, the band members talking about stuff. And that's really cool. So thank you for, for having us. Uh, we really appreciate that and, you know, stay heavy. <laughs> All right, man. And I'm just going to say peace out. Uh, Lucas Matchek, it was great having you guys as well. Uh, thanks for inviting us. Stay death metal. Yeah, thanks for having us. And I don't know, stay, tu stay tuned for the album. 
Of course, man. I want to thank all four members of Toughness uh, from Poland for checking in with me today, guys. Like I said, we're, we're going to be following you guys in the future, man. All the best. Thank you, Tom, and thank you, Toughness. Uh, thank you to the band Toughness from Poland. We encourage the listeners to check out the Mystic Festival in Poland, uh, mysticfestival.pl. Um, look up how to uh, vote for them and confirm that you've, you voted for them, for them to try to be on that festival, like they said, in a timely fashion. We encourage you to go do that. Please help those guys out. Um, check out their merch. Follow them on social media and check out their um, their album and 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 uh, be on the lookout for their upcoming album. Man, big things for those guys. Great album, Terrell. Did you have a chance to listen to it at all? Yeah, that's an awesome album. They're they're a sick band. Also, sick name. We were talking about that. I, I love that. Rate. You know what? The, I don't. Uh, the sad part is that they'll never know how sick it sounds if you're born and raised on Long Island and you just discover that there's a band named Toughness. It's so yeah. sick, dude. Yeah, I love the name. It's just in your face. It's like ball, balls to the wall, man. Um, it reminds me of that song, Balls to the Wall. Uh, but, but Terrell, something else that I know you did listen to um, and you passed on to me was a recommendation that you brought this evening, man. Um, if you want to start us off with yours. Yeah, man, you call me looking up the uh, the cheat codes. Yeah, so <laughs> this, uh, what I sent you was the demo by the band Regurgitated Entrails. Hmm. Uh, just taking a quick look. I think this came out. Uh, last year oh wow it's not last year anymore uh 2022 and uh these are some new cats on the scene uh young dudes um but they're like real true brutal death metal and you know i get picky with my brutal death um it's well produced well crafted um when i uh first told you told you reminded me of like united grud roll and old nydm and i still feel that way but it does really reminisce a little more of a unique leader, like early and mid 2000s, you know, Cali Gorge fast kind of style, mm -hmm. um, brutal death, and peg scooped guitars. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of it that reminds me of uh, Defeated Sanity. And, and I know the guitarist is huge into Defeated Sanity, and he has another project called Submerged, which is even more brutal. Uh, but yeah, this, these guys caught my ear. and. You hear it and it's like, oh wow, these these guys. It sounded like it could have been. This demo sounded like it could have came out twenty years ago, um, but they're still slamming. So they're you know they're still current with the young guys, but it's also not the same as this new era of brutal death and slam. You know, let's just say like Peeling Flesh, I would say is an example of a band that's like top of that newer slam kind of sound, mm -hmm. but it does not sound like this. Regurgitated regurgitated materials is a little more rooted in death metal that sewage that that brutal shit um it also reminds me of another band um, coming up at the same time nuclear remains um they played up here too and i was able to catch them in south jersey 
uh, I guess almost a, a month and a half ago. But these are young guys kind of bringing back that um, mid 2000s uh, brutal death metal that we all love. Yeah, um, it's it, it's amazing how how much it sounds like it was recorded in like 1997 or 98. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it's not like it doesn't sound like it's just worshiping and copying bands. But it, it when I was 17 or 18 and just getting into this stuff, some of the bands that made a huge impact on me, Dead in Disgorge from California, Deeds of Flesh in their very earliest state, you know, gradually melted, Path of the Weakening, Deeds of Flesh, yep. early Deeds of Flesh. Um, and, of course, Long Island bands like Disfigured, Reputilation, and then, you you know, you, like your Devourment. Um, the, there's just something so in the pocket about this. It's not, it doesn't sound like any one of those bands. It sounds like some guys who listen to all that shit. And it sounds like it came out back then because it. That's, you're right. It, it it sounds like guys who listen to all that shit and haven't heard all the new school shit. Like they yeah. didn't. They didn't write the the deathcore breakdowns. They didn't. This does. This sounds like it's like in a time capsule from 1997 and 1998 of like United Guttural and Unique Leader year one. What's that? The day that the, they always do that in comic books, right? What's what am I thinking? Year day one. That's what they always yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, I know what you mean. What yeah, you mean. like this is like the old. Yeah, this is like back in the day before it was a, um, uh, you know, an iconic label back when it was just the new that new death metal label that I do. I remember I went to Milwaukee Metal Fest in two thousand. And, you know, they had the United Guttural table set up and it was like a new thing. It was fresh. It was, they were out there with all these CDs and all these bands. It was just the it, it was, it, you know, I don't know. It was a movement in a way in death metal at the time because death metal was less popular in most markets than black metal and hardcore and new metal. And these guys were just kind of pushing it to how extreme it could go. Ronnie from Malignancy talked about that when we interviewed them a long time ago. Um, but I don't want to get sidetracked here, Terrell. You're absolutely right. These guys just do a love letter to late 90s, um, I'm going to say, mid, I'm gonna, well, American brutal death metal. It was starting to congeal at that yeah. point because you had bands like Devourment and Prophecy and Dying Fetus coming up. Um, obviously with a heavy New York style sound, but they weren't from New York themselves. So like they were, you know, they're just, doing, they were, these guys were from someone who was like, you know, coming of age in death metal and just getting into it all and all that stuff made a huge impression on me. This is like, you could have told me that this is like a, I, Terrell, I hope you didn't do this. You could have convinced me that this was an AI of all that stuff fed into it. <laughs> Damn it. Chat B GPT. All right. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I hope that's <laughs> uh, someday, man. Yeah. I, I I don't even want to talk about that. That's One all day right. it's gonna be like that. It's all right, dude. That you know what, man. Bring it on because it's like I said, and I I've been saying this for years, man. Um, with this podcast, uh, not that I hate on anybody, but this this death metal boom that we're in, we're in the death metal renaissance, and it's totally benefiting my bands. Like I don't actually really want to see it deplete that much but death metal can't stay on this wave of booming popularity that it's been on for f forever you know some some other thing in the scene is going to kind of come around and be that big new fresh thing that the next generation really runs with and that makes a lot of money for promoters and venues and merchandise people you know like um i'm not saying that to hate on anybody but when that happens or if ai takes over and if the next generation coming up says i don't care and they would prefer ai music and that really takes a chunk out of it 
there's always going to be those people who just want a real, you know, the, that are down for the demo tape and want the underground. It's going to be there, man. You know, there's going to there, there's going to be you and some other weirdos out there, and it's going to be fun. It's always fun. Read the books, man. Read those read those all those books that are coming out now about how fun it was for the guys that traded tapes and never met their friends. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Will, to that point, I'm I'm worried it's going to be even more subversive than that, where you're thinking AI death metal is going to be like the computerized death metal that we make already. It's almost, they're probably going to get it to like program caveman riffs mm-hmm. and sound like a demo tape because yeah. you can, you can program those things and it's, they're going to like fake the soul and the things that sound robotic is actually going to be human and the, uh, the raw stuff is going to be from a computer. It's it's, it's a possibility. Um, it's yeah. It's, it's too dark to think about. Dark future, dude. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, like I feel. And I was in the tail end of it. I'm not going to front like I was some OG dude who was back in the who was like writing Max Cavalera and trading demos with him or something back in the day and the guy and fucking Euronymous or whatever. But like the the tape trading thing. You know, the, the cat's out of the bag on that with the internet and, and file sharing and everything, how it's social media now. So it's just like, that's that's just the next, it's got to be the next step. And, you know, maybe we'll be the, the like, like you know how there, there are those dudes at the shows now that are like, yeah, but I can't stand the fucking Cookie Monster vocals, man. That ruined death metal in 1993 for me, man. Like, you know, there's those those kind of like, Old, yeah. old, you know, arch goat guy, the old goat guys, you know, from back in the day. A lot of them are, on Long Island. I'm friends with a lot of guys, and they're like, "Yeah, I like Will, but his band's just all ruined death metal completely for me." You know what I mean? Like, Will, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, me, me and Will are cool, but I hate all of his music, and I will never go to his shows. But you know, when I, you know, but like. There's those guys, man, about five to five to ten years older than me, and like we're just gonna be the next generation of that, where we're just like, yeah, I don't like when computers write music, and all the younger kids are gonna be like laughing at us, you know. But um, for real, hundred percent. That's gonna be like a boomer thing to say, like I don't, I, I don't let computers write my music, buddy, you know, like with all my fucking cassette tapes behind me here. Um, maybe I won't even be alive by then. Who knows, man? But listen, we're getting into a very dark future here, Terrell. Um, before Skynet takes us over, let's look into the brilliant past of late 90s brutal death metal, much like these guys you recommended. Uh, any final thoughts on them before you remind Tom once again who we're talking about? Nah, just go check out Regurgitated Entrails and their demo Tom, uh, and we're back, man. Yes, and now um, I'm I'm still terrified, I'm still very scared. I had myself. I didn't even listen to that just now when Tom was playing, and I left the room and had a good cry. Uh, and I'm back now because I was so scared of that dystopian future we were talking about. I have to go further back uh, in time. I want to take you guys to Berlin, Germany, 1988, right now. Uh, where, according to my source, the Metal Archives, metalarchives.com, 
the band Lunatic Invasion originally started out as a grindcore band called Kendall Front and changed their name to Lunatic Invasion in 1988. So I don't even know when Kendall Front started. So these guys went back. Um, they released a demo, an EP, a split. I want to talk tonight about their very first album. They had a, they had two full-length albums. Their first full-length album was The Selected Ones in 1992. It came out on Invasion Records, which is, for the underground scene, kind of like a very cult historic label. There was Defleshed Under the... There were a lot of, a lot of Defleshed albums. Cryptopsy's Blasphemy Made Flesh... Uh, Gates of Ishtar, Infest Dead. Um, just go, I'm going right now and just trying to get, because I remember Invasion Records definitely had a lot of great and kind of cult releases of the 90s. That was a uh, German label. I know there was there was one or two others in the past, but we'll, we'll talk about it another time. This Lunatic, uh, the Selected Ones, really interesting album. I was fortunate enough to get the... Uh, Horns and Hoofs Records cassette version, of which um, very few were printed, I understand, from Haunted Hotel Records. This album is like magic for me. I I, I was thinking about the best way to kind of concisely describe it to people before while I was playing it back. It has that um, very old school, rough, low-end, brutal production that you might expect from the era. 1992, um, it's... Uh, you know, I don't like to always just come out and do direct comparisons, or my, but and this is and especially of one that I've referenced once or twice lately. But I guess it goes to show is the type of stuff I look up and want to recommend and listen to. It reminds me a little bit of old school Dead Infection. Um, I can't okay. front when Dead Infection on their demos and first album when they were a little bit more death metal mixed in with the grind, and uh, they were a little bit more raw in the production. This mm, rock with me. It almost sounds like if they did a little bit more of an amorphous thing, because there's parts of this that also yeah. maybe have a little yeah. bit of that privilege of evil yes. vibe, especially when they start messing with the keyboards. But every it has a charm. Even the keyboard, you can tell it. You can tell it's 1992 from the sound of the keyboards. <laughs> um, and you know, but I feel like they don't overplay their hand with any of they. They're ambitious. For guys that sound like Dead Infection, and they do have that, like, probably... The reason they sound like that is probably the combination of Carcass and Napalm Death and Bolt Thrower as big influences right off the bat in 1992. Who else are you going to be rocking but that early earache catalog? And um, not access to the, the crystal clear or bombastic production that we would get later in the nineties and into the future. You know, it's not what, what kind of production was lunatic invasion getting in 1992, um, in, in Berlin to record a grindcore doom album. It is kind of a death doom album, but it's when they, they there's even parts, there's a, there's a, you know, where they have the, the woman singing, but she's doing more of like a folk, kind of vocal it's not like she's doing the um the beauty and the beast thing you know what i mean yeah, man it's, operatic yeah. no it's more of like a folk like a celtic folk thing I, I wouldn't know the the real way to reference it but it's all it's like for 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 the production value the time period and what these guys were trying to pull off they re they 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 did pretty good you know what i mean they they had a handle on it you got to admit i mean you know even it doesn't sound like there was like the more uh the most uh, prolific, um, uh, uh, you know, project, prodigious, you know, um, uh, pro prodigy 
uh, keyboard player at work there, but they, they made it work. You know what I mean, man? It, it almost sounds like like old era dead infect, demo era dead infection trying to pull off Nocturnus and Nile yeah, at times, like like styled drama, you know, like, like epic qualities. I, I just want to leave it there for the list. I don't want to over explain it and kill it. But it's worth a listen, man. Um, if you know, if by based on my explanation, man, you know, you're you're either probably don't give a shit or you want to hear it, you know. But it's it's kind of like that that old raw death metal gore grind thing. But they expand on it with some interesting, and they 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 pull it off in this kind of lo-fi amateurish way. It's it's you know it's something. Um, I'll let you take over if you have any thoughts. Dude, so yeah, you really surprised me with this one. I was not familiar with lunatic invasion. Uh, but I definitely feel uh, a lot of the same ways that you described it. Like just to jump on what you were saying about the musicianship, I def- I definitely thought it was an ambitious record, and you could kind of hearing it the playing, and I mean this in a good way. I-, I like hearing records where it sounds like people are playing at the edge of their capabilities, and pushing themselves and pushing the music, and you know, the fact that this was 1990, probably recorded in 91, you know, released in 92. Um, these guys are definitely pushing it. And I think a lot of old school bands nowadays coming out would probably wish they, they would sound like some of these guys. Um, Dead Infection is cool. I didn't think of that. I do like that first uh, first album. It's uh, Surgical Disembowelment. Is that the first? I don't yes. know. I'm probably yeah. Wrong. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I was um world yeah. full world, world full of remains and um start human slaughter are the two demos that I'm kind of referencing too with this. Yeah, I can I can hear that doominess, and I did think um I did think amorphous uh, right is is amorphous Swedish? I mean uh, Finnish. Well, yeah, they were Finnish. Yeah, so I so I got the Finnish vibe, but more of the a little more melodic, creepy doom sense like amorphous. I also thought the vocals reminded me a lot of Ross Dolan from Emulation, specifically in like the Dawn of Possession here and after era. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little bit of Dawn of Possession in some of the uh, more up-tempo kind of parts. That's um, it. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is cool. Uh, they were, oh, also I got a little bit of like the first at the gates demo first at the gates record like kingdom god not super melodic but they're doing things in the guitar parts where you're doing a doomy-ish melodic part and you you have like a slow counterpoint going on it's it's cool like you don't get that trust me you don't get that in the vocals but um think of the more ambitious um at the gates material the older stuff i kind of feel that way too and looking at these guys you know they remind me of bands like zizmo and and I, I don't know, just bands that were into death metal and just kind of pushing it into whatever ways, you know, pushing it into the other influences they had. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there's something I love about that low tune, bombastic guitar tone and the deep vocals. And at times they almost sound like um, Rika Putrefaction era carcass. You know, they're brutal, brutal gore grind, and then they bring it back to some, like, slow doom with synthesizers going on. It's 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 a wild ride. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it there for the listeners, man. Uh, Tom, could you please play uh, Lunatic Invasion with uh, the Chosen Ones? Uh, the Selected Ones, I think. Tom, 
Tom, I, Tom, help me out. I fucked it up. <laughs> we'll leave all that in there. Could you please play Lunatic Invasion with the selected ones like Terrell just corrected me? Thanks, man. Shout out to Toughness. We appreciate them and their time today. Again, go to mysticfestival.pl, Mystic Festival in Poland. Check out that and uh, vote for Toughness to perform there, man. We want to help those guys out as much as they've been working very hard. Uh, as you just heard, they've been doing a lot this year. We wish them the best of luck recording their new album. Whenever it comes out, we're going to be peeping that. And make sure you check out uh, all their stuff that they've been putting out lately in terms of merchandise. Terrell. Speaking of lately, what's going on with you? Anything going on with any of your projects and bands? You've you've been you've been you've been slowly popping up other projects here and there. Yeah. Um, so the known projects, uh, working on the next two albums, you know, reeking Thetis, you know, working on new material. Um, Solastolgia, the project I have with Pat. Uh, we just finished recording a bass. Um, so we're gonna get some vocals going and I think we'll have a little four song demo nice. for that ready nice. pretty soon. Um What's cool is um, when we did the Thetis demo, me and Pat recorded bass because uh, we didn't have like a dedicated bass player at the time. And we kind of did the same thing here. Like he did two tracks, I did two, two tracks. So kind of a nod to that. Um, and that's going good. And then that other project I got um, with our boy Tom, you know, we're working on getting that out. Um, hopefully we can show that to the world soon. All right, fair enough, man. Forgot to get Tom in here one day, man. Um, Tom and Sal are both on my list with everybody else that we got to get on the podcast one day. Um, I saw Sal this last weekend, but we don't have to go into that. Did you, uh, did you kind of like do one of these and like, you know, curve to the left and make, like, (laughs) were you, were you like, like, he pulled up and he made eye contact with me immediately. So I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. uh, walk back into the bushes like Homer Simpson. <laughs> he pulled up in front of your house, like when you were taking <laughs> when you were taking the garbage out in the middle of the night. Like <laughs> it could have happened. Randomly. They they practiced that smack tone after our song, so <sighs> who knows? Yeah, I'm looking outside. He might be outside right now, dude. You never know, man. He's he's the elusive one. Um, he looks like uh, Robert De Niro smoking menthol cigarettes for 20 years. Listen, I love Sal. Uh, shout out to Gray Skies Fallen. Big announcement. Yeah, um, new cool. album coming out on Profound Lore Records. Sounds good. I heard the whole thing. They they, oh. they played me everything. I heard it all. Sounds great. I love it. Um, uh, they got Dan Swano fiddling the little studio knobs like Tom does. I don't know what happens in the studio. I leave it up to the experts like Colin Marston. Uh, we're going back in the studio with Reeking Aura. Do a little, do a little Reeking Aura album with Colin Marston. Looking forward to that. We've been writing that behind the scenes. I've been putting dead logs in the lawn, making it look like there's a body buried there. That's my con- contribute. Like, well, you guys are like writing riffs, like practicing songs and stuff. I'm like having fantasies about logs and shit. It, I, I, that's my what I do. 
Um, Wait, are you burying clothes like uh, the Mayhem dudes used to do back in the day? I'm I'm burying all these two X shirts that people give me, thinking <laughs> I'm gonna wear them on stage. I got, I what am it's I like gonna you do? Have, like state property and Fugu shirts? No, those Just I like... keep. Those I keep. I got oh, okay, those. Okay, okay, I, okay. I I I could pull them. Out. I got a I got a bin right here, man. Go back and listen to the Bayway interview, man. We were talking about like buying six X T shirts at the gas station. Um, true, true story. Yeah, I related that that story to him. No, I'm talking about. There's like people, you know, not so much anymore. But back back when I was in another band that did a couple that supported some uh, some other bands that some some much much bigger bands touring. Um, there was a few guys that I didn't know well, but like we would play a show with their bands, their younger bands, and they'd be, hey, Will, what size shirt are you? Yeah, you know, I'd be like four X or maybe three X if, if it was you know back in the day certain certain era. Um, uh, uh, and they would hand me a two X shirt, man. Now, if you're a size extra large and I hand you a size large shirt, that's like that's not your size, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, that's how it works. A little off. That that's how yeah, it works. Just being yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I used to give a lot of them to um. To Sal, actually doubling back to Sal, man. But yeah, those those would be the only shirts I'm burying for my horticulture. But they're probably all these metal shirts. They're probably well, I don't want to. I don't want to get any of our manufacturer, our printing guys in trouble, man. But cool. they they do say to wash your clothes when you get them fresh from the store. True, you know, true, true. Yeah, that, my mom always raised me to do that. For yeah, you, you never know. Sometimes <laughs> they got they got little starches and detergents. Who knows what happens? You know, I don't know. But, uh, speaking of of Sal and shirts. He was, dude, he was rocking the Long Island special. He had a Locust Mortis long sleeve. Oh, nice. nice. And a Hagenti short sleeve on top of that. Uh, I think the Hagenti was one of those 2X situations for me. <laughs> Probably. If we're going to keep it real, man. Yeah, I styled him. Dude, that was. That was you that, styled him. Yeah. And, and the backup the backup shirt was a carcinogen. So, like, this is all real, like, Long Island more. That's, bands, dude, the, those. Know. I'm pretty sure he got all three of those from me. Going to bring it back to Haunted Hotel Records and Ralph. In the words of Heavy D, I got nothing but love for you. So go check out, pardon me, uh, Haunted Hotel Records. He might still have cassette versions of that Lunatic Invasion album for, for you. Um, and Terrell, the band you recommend, what was it again? Regurgitated Entrails. Thank you. All right, because it, it reminds me of like 40 other band names. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, <laughs> yeah. part of the intent. Which is deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, which is fine, man. And of course, shout to Toughness, man. We want everybody to check out Toughness from Poland. We thank them for their time. Glad we could make that connection. I have the next international interview booked for later this week, Terrell. I'm not going to reveal who it is, but it's another death metal band. That narrows it down oh, for you. Shit. Yeah, that's another one of them old death metal bands. They got a page on Metal Archives. That hope that narrows it down for you guys. Um, Terrell, you've been great. I appreciate it, man. Uh, any any last we, we we plugged your projects right? That you anything you want to talk about? Anything else? You, you're good, man. Uh, we're good, man. All right. You know what? Oh, I'm. I, I didn't meant to see that word. Yeah. <laughs> I listened. To, I got I got it all out of my system, man. Because when it comes to Bandmates who don't understand the finer points of the economics of getting paid $200 for five grown men 
uh, uh, rehearsing songs for six months and getting on stage and playing them for 20 minutes um, and still still wanting a free shirt out of the batch, even though it's going to give Big Will a heart attack, there's always going to be one. Oh! <laughs> That's Big Will having a heart attack because you asked for a shirt. All right.